Welcome into this week's edition of the Stones Throw Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, as always, coming to you on uh, SportsCarolinaMonthly.com. You can always find it on the Sports Carolina Monthly Facebook page. Of course, it's uh, NBA Free Agency Week, I guess, as it's pretty much uh, been dubbed. So we'll uh, we'll get into all of the uh, the free agency stuff uh, that we can fit into about this uh, this half hour or so uh, episode. A uh, lot to uh, lot to get to, and we'll start out uh, locally with the Charlotte Hornets, who lost Kimball Walker. Because they made an offer to Kimba Walker for five years, $160 million, when Kimba's offer could have been as high as five years, $221 million. Kimba Walker is one of the most, he's actually, a lot of people have been calling him inefficient. That's actually factually incorrect. Uh, he's a pretty efficient player, and his usage rate is extremely high. So when you've got both of those things, you're not really an inefficient player. He didn't shoot great from the field, but he took a ton of shots for the uh, for the Hornets and a ton of difficult shots for the Hornets because there was nobody to draw attention away from him on that Hornets roster. What the Hornets have done by not re-signing Kimba Walker is they've gone from a playoff contender, granted an eight to seven to eight seed usually, to a team that is going to be in the running for the worst team in the league. Uh, I don't care that they brought in Terry Rozier, and I love Terry Rozier. I've known Terry Rozier since he was at Hargrave Military Academy. I broadcasted his games there. Kid's a stud. He can flat out play. But Terry Rozier is not the not going to be the answer to losing Kimba Walker or Jeremy Lamb, who they also lost. Uh, I, I predict Terry Rozier is going to have his best career season next year. He's going to average over 20 points a game. With that said... The Hornets are still going to lose 65 games the way the roster is currently constructed. Uh, and the Michael Jordan and the Hornets, who were getting hammered over the weekend when it came out they were going to lose Kimball Walker, they should be thankful to the New York Knicks. Michael Jordan should send Jim Dolan a Christmas present right now in July. You know, the Christmas in July thing. He should send it to Jim Dolan right now because the only person that has made my the only person that's done a worse job this free agency period than Michael Jordan is Jim Dolan. Jim Dolan, who uh, there was this belief for the longest time, Kevin Durant was coming to the New York Knicks. And then the Knicks were hesitant to give him the max because of a torn Achilles. I get it if you're anybody else. But this is the Knicks, who have been a laughingstock in the, in the NBA for close to a decade now. And longer than that, if you want to go back. I mean, they haven't won a championship since 1973. It's the last time the Knicks were really important. They had, the, they had some decent teams with Patrick Ewing, but Michael Jordan always got in the way. And then Hakeem Olajuwon got in the way one other time. When you, when you tell your fan base that you are hesitant to give Kevin Durant the max because of a torn Achilles, and then you go and give Julius Randle $21 million per season. Three years. $63 million. That is flat out a slap in the face to your fan base. Not only did they give Julius Randle that money. They gave Bobby Portis two years and $15 million. They gave Alfred Payton a contract. They signed Reggie Bullock and Wayne Ellington. So that they spent money. Just don't nobody that's going to change their franchise or help their franchise. They better hope R.J. Barrett is fantastic. They better hope R.J. RJ Barrett is an all-pro. Not just all-star, all-NBA. That's what they're going to need uh, with, the way they've, with the way they've handled this offseason. 
and what the upcoming off-seasons look like. So the only reason the Hornets haven't been the laughing stock of the NBA since uh, free agency got underway on Sunday night is because of the New York Knicks. So Michael Jordan should really consider sending Jim Dolan a Christmas present. And maybe several Christmas presents. A Rolex, something like that. Here, Jim, thanks for uh, having my back and making me not look as bad as you look. Because it's been awful for the Knicks, too. It's been awful for the Hornets and the Knicks. Uh, let's get to some teams that have done well. Those are the two biggest losers. Um, the Brooklyn Nets have kind of been the team that has, um, I guess, prospered off the Knicks' stupidity. They bring in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan. Also, uh, Garrett Temple on a cheap contract as well. I, I, I do, I'm not 100% sure that this is an NBA championship team ever. Uh, we'll see. It'll be really interesting. It'll also kind of depend on what Kawhi does. But the good thing is the NBA at this point, until Kawhi decides, is more balanced than it's been in years. You've got the Nets, who are a formidable team now. They'll be even more formidable when Kevin Durant's healthy, obviously. You've got the Sixers, the Bucks. If the Raptors can keep Kawhi Leonard, then it obviously stays really balanced. Uh, the Celtics have made some nice moves. And then in the West, the West is going to be absolutely loaded. You've got the Lakers, the Rockets, uh, the Warriors are still going to be a playoff team probably. You've got uh, you know the Nuggets, the Jazz have made some outstanding moves, the Thunder, uh, you know the the Pelicans have made some really good moves in my opinion. This uh, this free agency, so so the NBA it, it, it's pretty balanced right now for the first time in a while. Like it, it hasn't been this balanced. It, I I couldn't tell you the last time honestly. I mean, you've always had, like, and if, well, the Lakers will be the team to beat if they get Kawhi, obviously. And I think they, at this point, I think they will get Kawhi. The longer Kawhi le- waits, the more likely he's going to the Lakers. That, that's kind of been proven over time. We've seen LeBron when he took a while to decide. We've seen Kevin Durant when he took a while to decide. usually means you're pondering going somewhere else and not going back to the place you just were. So it, it's been a while since we've had this many quality, competitive teams in the NBA. Now, Kawhi Leonard can throw off the balance. It'll still be really balanced, but we'll have a super team in the Lakers. The interesting thing about the Nets, and you got to keep this in mind, Kevin Durant didn't want to play with Russell Westbrook anymore. And I'm not saying Kyrie Irving's Russell Westbrook, but there is a whole lot of dribbling iso ball with Kyrie Irving. That's what Kevin Durant wanted to get away from when he left Oklahoma City. He's going back to that now with, with Kyrie Irving. And it's kind of the opposite of what Kyrie went through. Kyrie Irving came back to a team this past season in the Celtics that made it really deep in the playoffs without him. Now Kyrie Irving's going to have a team next season that he's going to be the star. He's going to run the show. He's going to take the shots he wants anytime he wants. But then he's going to have to interject Kevin Durant back into the lineup after a year. And we've seen how difficult Kyrie Irving can be to get along with. So, and maybe this is his chance at redemption, but there's a lot of question marks with the Nets when it comes to chemistry, I think. I don't think DeAndre Jordan is somebody they needed. They've got a guy in, uh, in Jared Allen who could practically be the same player. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know that they necessarily needed DeAndre Jordan, but I, I, I do like the Nets' core. I like a lot of the young pieces they have. Uh, the issue, I think, is going to be whether those guys, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, whether they can play together 
at a highly efficient and effective level. Um, so I think that, that's, the, that's the thing on the Nets. Um, another team I really liked what they've done is the Philadelphia 76ers. I wasn't crazy about giving up Jimmy Butler because I think he was the one guy on that team that could get his shot anytime he wanted, can go and get it. MB can get it to an extent, but not the way Jimmy Butler could get it, and Jimmy Butler could run the offense. I don't know that they have a guy now that can necessarily get their, sh- get their shot in a big moment anytime they want, but that starting five is loaded. Uh, ben Simmons, Josh Richardson's a really nice young player. Um, you know, you also you keep Tobias Harris, who's a knockdown shooter and will become more of a focal point next season. You add Al Horford, who is a stud veteran and can be a defensive anchor for them, and somebody that really can teach Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons a lot about the game and how to play the game. And you keep uh, Joel Embiid, obviously. Uh, so I really like what the Sixers have done. Right now, I would say the Sixers are going to be the favorites in the East next season because I'm predicting Kawhi is going to end up with the Lakers. Uh, so right now, I'd say the Sixers. But the East is going to be pretty open. I mean, you've got the the Bucks. They, they obviously bring back Middleton and Lopez. A little head scratching to me that you bring back Lopez and don't bring back Malcolm Brogdon. I would have done the other way around on that. Um, but the Bucks are obviously still going to be formidable. Uh, the Celtics are going to be really good offensively with Kimball Walker and in uh, his canter. I just think Kimball Walker is a better better fit for that ball movement system, and he's a great teammate. You never heard him complain about his teammates in Charlotte. You never heard him complain about anything in Charlotte. So I think he's going to be a really good fit in Boston. Uh, my concern for the Celtics is going to be defensively. Uh, you've also got the Pacers who made some really good moves. Uh, Victor Oladipo comes back healthy. You add in Malcolm Brogdon uh, and Jeremy Lamb. Do lose Bogdanovich, but I think uh, I think that's going to be a really interesting team in the uh, in the Indiana Pacers uh, as well. So I think the East is going to be pretty open and pretty interesting uh, next season. You've also got the Raptors. Even if they lose Kawhi, are probably still a playoff team when you look at that roster. And the rest of the Eastern Conference, uh, you've got the the Magic keeping uh, Vucevic, and you've also um, you've got Miami Heat adding Jimmy Butler. Kind of a head scratching move to me, by the way, that Jimmy Butler wanted to go to Miami uh, because there's really not much around him. I get that he wants to be the focal point, and he wants to be the man, but I'm not even sure they're a playoff team with him this season. Uh, maybe so, just because it's the East, but that was kind of a head scratching move to me that Jimmy Butler. Wanted to uh, wanted to go to Miami, but I guess he just really wanted to be the man again after kind of playing second or third fiddle uh, the last uh, last couple seasons. I guess he just really wanted to get back to being the man on the squad again, on his squad again, and he will have that Miami. And I think I do think he fits in perfectly with Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley. But they're going to have to do something as far as building uh, around him because they don't even have Whiteside anymore after sending him off to uh, to Portland. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the East is going to be really interesting and really pretty open. And I, I think the West is going to be interesting as well. Um, I think the Lakers are going to be the one seed. But I, after that, it gets real interesting. You know, the Nuggets are pretty much bringing everybody back. Um, they locked up Jamal Murray. You bring in, you have the the, uh, the Blazers are going to be, uh, once they get Nurkic back, whenever they get him back healthy, they also added Hassan Whiteside as well, kept Rodney Hood, added Kent Bazemore also. Uh, so that's a Blazers team that's still going to be really good. I love what the Jazz have done this offseason, adding Mike Conley and Bogdanovich. I think that is an excellent team there in Utah that could be a sleeper in that Western Conference. 
Uh, the Rockets are, are still the Rockets at this point as far as the way that they're, uh, they're constructed and what they've done in the postseason the past couple of years. Uh, you've also got uh, the Thunder there in the West. Paul George, Russell Westbrook, they add Alec Burks. Uh, they also uh, keep, uh, keep Nerlens Noel as well, add Mike Muscala for a little bit of, uh, of shooting. Uh, you know, so I think the Thunder are still going to be a playoff team. And then you've got you know, teams like young teams like the Pelicans, the Kings. Uh, the West is going to be absolutely fascinating to watch. The Mavericks with Doncic and uh, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. A little surprised the Mavericks haven't added anybody else yet. Uh, we haven't even mentioned the Warriors. <laughs> they still have Steph Curry and Draymond Green. And then they added D'Angelo Russell as well. And that D'Angelo Russell move, that's why <laughs> the Warriors are the Warriors. Because everybody keeps talking about, you know, this isn't a great fit, yada, yada, yada. It's not a great fit. You're right. And I don't think it's as bad of a fit as some people seem to think. Like, Clay Thompson's big enough that he can play and guard the three. So, I mean, when Clay comes back, he could still start beside D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry. Also, Russell allows Curry to go off the ball more and get more shots. And the other thing, D'Angelo Russell is still really young and coming off a all-star season. So whenever they do decide that they're going to move him, and it is a matter of if, I do agree with that, they're going to bring back some young assets to move D'Angelo Russell. So it's a brilliant move by the Warriors uh, in, uh, in that regard. And uh, the, the Western Conference, though, like I said, is going to be really interesting next season. And just to kind of see, you know, what these uh, what these teams are able to uh, to put together, and obviously, you know, the last big domino that still has to fall is uh, is Kawhi Leonard because uh, he he really is the guy that can kind of shift the balance of everything. Because if he signs with the Lakers, the Lakers immediately become the favorite, um, and I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, some other moves that have kind of been made lately. Uh, Kevon Looney actually agreeing to stay with the Warriors, so that's a, that's a good move for him. Uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, joining the Wizards, I think, is interesting with John Wall's health, uh, putting him beside Bradley Beal. That could be the opportunity, really, that Isaiah Thomas has uh, been looking for. We'll see if he's able to, uh, to take advantage of that. No, one move I did like that the Bucks really made was uh, bringing in Wesley Matthews on what I believe was like a minimum, I, I think. I think he took like a $2 million deal or something like that. That's a really good move. Wesley Matthews can still play. He can shoot it from the, uh, from the outside. Uh, Troy Daniels to the Lakers on a $2 million contract. Troy Daniels, he, he, he doesn't do much of anything else, but he can light it up from three. He shoots. He has a 40% uh, career average over his last six seasons in the NBA, and he's going to get a ton of open shots playing with uh, LeBron and AD and maybe Kawhi also out there in, uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, Hassan Whiteside going to the Blazers I think is a really good move for, uh, for Portland because it now allows them to get Nurkic healthy. It gives them a big man, and they don't have to rush Nurkic back. So I think that is a really good move on the, uh, on the Heat's part. Uh, Seth Curry agreeing to a deal with the Dallas Mavericks. Seth Curry is a nice fit by Luka Doncic. I'm not saying he's going to be the starting two guard there, but he is a nice fit because he can handle the ball. He's kind of a combo guard, kind of like Doncic. He can play off the ball and knock down shots. So I do think he's a really good, really good fit there in uh in Dallas 
Also, Patrick Beverly agreeing to stay with the uh, the Clippers. I was a little surprised because I, I thought you know there were going to be some other teams that really took a hard run at him. Uh, but ultimately, I, I but he got you know 13, over thirteen million dollars a season. Uh, so the Clipper, Clippers obviously uh, really um, really valuing him and uh, paying him like they valued him. So I think that's a really good move. Also. Uh, you know, some some uh, the Pelicans have had a fantastic summer. You know, first of all, you draft Zion Williamson, Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander Walker. You have a really good draft. Then you sign JJ Reddick. You have a you know you also bring in the young assets from the Lakers as well. Uh, then you bring in JJ Reddick on the first day of free agency. You also bring in Derek Favors. Uh, those are two guys that fit really well with that team. Favors can play by Zion Williamson down low. It's a nice replacement for Julius Randle. J.J. Reddick's a consummate pro. He can teach a lot of those young guys you know, how to work, how to come to work every day. And I think that's, uh, you know, that, that's a really good fit for J.J. Reddick. And he also, I mean, he's basically, J.J. Reddick has basically made himself a a um, I, <laughs> a gun for hire, essentially. Uh, whatever team values him the most, that seems to be where he goes, and he continues to uh, to get paid for his uh, his services. Also, uh, you know Thaddeus Young joining the Chicago Bulls. That's that's not a bad move because they have some young guys like Laurie Markin and, and Wendell Carter. They can really look up to and learn from him at uh, at this point in their careers. Uh, and like I said, the Knicks moves. Just kind of, you know, I, I like Julius Randle. He's a guy that can average a double double in this league, but to pay him twenty one million dollars a season when you were questioning Kevin Durant's health, like it's one thing to question Kevin Durant's health and ask to see a report, and then he shows you a report, and then you decide to pay him the max. But <laughs> to just flat out question it, not do any due diligence or anything like that on it. Like I, I understand it because you don't want to. You, you've been burned by the Amari Stoudemire thing before, and the Amari Stoudemire injury before. But at the same time, you're not going to get but so much benefit of the doubt when you're the Knicks and the way things have gone for the Knicks in the last uh, the last few years. Um, you know, as far as guys that are still kind of out there on the market. It's really the two guys in Toronto. Uh, Danny Green is clearly waiting on uh, Kawhi Leonard's decision to see where uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to stay. If Leonard stays, it looks like he's going to stay there in Toronto. Also, the Dallas Mavericks have expressed uh, interest in Danny Green. So that's another guy that could be a really good fit next to uh, to Luka Doncic. A couple shooters there in Dallas to go with Porzingis and uh, and Doncic would be a uh, an excellent fit. Uh, also, uh, Derek Rose. Going to the Detroit Pistons on a two-year, $15 million deal. Man, could you imagine Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin on the same team if both, you know, had never been injured in their career? God, that would be a highlight reel uh, waiting to happen. It would be a ton of fun to watch. Still going to be interesting to see what what Derrick Rose can do there and uh, in his career. Uh, another guy that's still out there, I know, it also is um, as far as an older guy is Vince Carter. I really think he could end up with the uh, the Lakers or some uh, some other contender because you know at this point in his career, and he has said this is his last career. You would certainly have to think uh, that he would like to uh, like to play for a ring uh, or like to have a chance to uh, to play for a ring uh, this season. That's uh, certainly what I would have to think at uh, at this point. Uh, but it, it, you know, 
been interesting. Uh, bravo, NBA, by the way, on moving it up to uh, it's June 30th at 6 o'clock. Obviously made a huge difference because the amount of news we saw break right then at 6 o'clock was just, uh, it was a rush. You know, it was back and back, bang, 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 everything, <laughs> back to back to back. You know, deals getting done and big moves and big deals getting done as well. I mean, really, you know, the only guy everybody's waiting on at this point is uh, is Kawhi Leonard. And again, I, I think Kawhi does end up as a Laker at this point because usually the longer you wait, it means you're you're figuring out how to figuring out how to go about your decision, how to make the announcement, how to tell your former team that you're not going to be back. Usually it means you're pondering and you're, you know, kind of hesitant and you're kind of, you know, idling a little bit. I think it's uh, I think at this point it looks like that's where he's going to go. And, I, you know, I don't care what the supporting cast is. They're going to be the favorites. You don't have to have but so much when you've got three of the top five players in the NBA. They've already added Troy Daniels, who I think is an excellent shooter. They've got Kyle Kuzma as well. Uh, so I mean, you've already got uh, a good amount there. But if they're able to bring in Kawhi Leonard, the Lakers are going to be the best team in the NBA next season. I don't think it's going to be that close either, especially when you factor in the Warriors losing Kevin Durant. You know, Clay Thompson will be out. Uh, the Nets won't have Kevin Durant. Uh, I mean, if the Lakers don't win the championship next year, I don't even care that it's their first season together, it would be a failure if they bring in Kawhi Leonard. Like, I'm saying that in July. And that's because of all the other injuries going on around the league. It's not just about... You know, it's, it is about the talent, but it's also about the injuries around the league and what I would think, not necessarily lack of competition, but lack of serious competition uh, next season in terms of teams that should be able to uh, to push the Lakers uh, next season. But we'll see what's, uh, what Kawhi ends up, uh, ends up deciding here in the, uh, in the coming days. Uh, as always, thanks for listening to the Stones Throw Podcast. As always, you can find it on SportsCarolinaMonthly.com and on the Sports Carolina Monthly Facebook page. Have a happy and safe 4th of July.